Well, hopefully we can get through this one in under 20 minutes. I'm going to try. Um, it's Thursday, December 3rd, uh, 2020. Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, News and Views. Uh, that's what you Google to find me, Political Views TV Podcast, uh, and uh, available on all sorts of uh, platforms. Thanks for coming. Uh, let's start. It's uh, Peter Lawrence uh, from Los Angeles. A week after Michael Flynn uh, got his pardon from Trump, uh, the uh, ex-national security advisor uh, called Trump um, to immediately declare a limited uh, uh, called for tr- called for Trump to immediately declare declare a limited form of martial law and temporarily suspend the Constitution and civilian control of federal elections for the sole purpose of having the military oversee a national re-vote. Are you kidding me? This is insane. Um, uh, uh, They really want a civil war. They really want a civil war. That's what they want. They want this country divided into two different countries so they can drive theirs into hell while while ours... Uh, survives. Anyway, Flynn took uh, to Twitter late uh, Tuesday to share a press relief from uh, an Ohio nonprofit uh, uh, called We the People Convention, um, which they, they bought a full page ad in the Washington Times. By the way, the Washington Times, as right winged as they can get. Uh, anyway, Washington Times urging uh, Trump to invoke martial law to hold a, a new election. And they went on, they, they started using, you know, quotes and talked about the 12th Amendment and so on and so forth, but it's insane. Just thought I'd start out with that, some, some insanity for you. Um, I, I did have a good belly laugh this morning. Uh, former Trump advisor Roger Stone claimed on Wednesday that North Korea had interfered in the U.S. presidential election. He said, I just learned of absolute incontrovertible evidence of North Korean boats delivering ballots through a harbor in Maine, the state of Maine. If this checks out, if law enforcement uh, looked into that and it turned out to be true, it would be proof of foreign involvement in the election. You know what? That sounds like a Trump tweet. That's really insane. (laughs) Still laughing. Uh, I know this is all serious, but at a certain point, it's just... Wow. Anyway, uh, a suit filed in the District Court of Arizona by nutjob former Trump attorney uh, Sidney Powell uh, recycles, you know, un- continuous unverified claims that the election was rigged. Uh, to date, three lawsuits uh, challenging Arizona's election has been dis- have been dismissed. A fourth is pending. Anyway, the the vote has been uh, approved by Secretary of State, uh, um, by the way, Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs and Republican Governor Doug Ducey. Um, uh, Powell, remember, Powell was the one that, uh, she is so crazy that she was fired by the Trump campaign two weeks ago, uh, but continues to file lawsuits. Um, and, And a New York Times report this week links her to QAnon, QAnon. (laughs) Oh, when is it going to end? December 15th is the end date, by the way, of all this craziness. Uh, I'm sorry, the 14th. December 14th is the end date. That's Monday. Uh, 
uh, two weeks from, uh, um, is it, what, what is it? Oh, uh, 10 days from now, I guess. <clears throat> uh, Speaker Pelosi and Senate minor- Minority Leader Chuck Schumer indicated their support for a bipartisan, bicameral coronavirus relief plan as the basis for future negotiations. I was watching news reports this morning where they were saying, oh, they, they approve of it completely. No, no. It's a, it's a negotiating start point. <laughs> anyway, and they called uh, on Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell to join talks over the multi-billion dollar aid package. Schumer and Pelosi said in a joint statement, while we made a new offer to Leader McConnell and Leader McCarthy on Monday in the spirit of compromise, we believe the bipartisan framework introduced by senators yesterday should be used as a basis for immediate bipartisan, bicameral negotiations. Uh, anyway, a shift could represent a major concession for, you know, the Republicans, uh, who for months have held firm on not allowing the House bill put forth in May uh, to pass. You know, they've been, they've been blocking it nonstop. Uh, but I doubt McConnell will budge. He, he wants to hold off until after the Georgia elections. If they lose, he's going to try and cram something through because he knows once, once they take over as a senator. And I believe, I, I'm pretty sure they take over right away uh, uh, as senators. I, I could be, I, I'll have to check into that. But I, I think they might, I don't know what McConnell's going to do if, if they lose Georgia. And, and it's not looking good because uh, um, uh, Georgia Republicans are saying, hey, you shouldn't show up and vote because, uh, you know, the vote uh, uh, is illegal. Of course, all, all the Democrats are going to show up, but uh, everybody else will show up. <clears throat> uh, U.S. wage data released this week revealed the uh, continuation of uh, the trend that began in uh, at the end of the 70s. Actually, I, I argue that peak wages was 1972. And uh, there are sources that, that claim that. So it says the end of the 70s, but peak wages was 1972. Um, Anyway, and which has given the United States the dubious distinction of having the worst income inequality among most developed countries because we are a fascist country because of the Republicans. Uh, The Economic Policy Institute reports that between 1979 and 2019, which is, uh, what is that? That's uh, 40 years. The top 1% of uh, people in the U.S., uh, income-wise, um, was nearly 738,000 in 2018, uh, uh, enjoying a 160% income growth, while wages for the bottom 90% have stagnated, rising just 26% over the uh, uh, f- same 40-year period. But the figures show massive inequality among the very top 1%, uh, on the highest 0.1%, actually, uh, those make it an average of 2.82 million. Uh, there, uh, uh, the amount of money that they make has skyrocketed 345 percent since uh, 1979. Uh, but it started in 72. That's uh, yeah. Uh, so it's not really the boomer generation's fault that they're not doing well economically. It's the fault of the uh, Republican Party, of course. Uh, Moving on from that into more bad news, another 712,000 Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week uh, on the seasonally adjusted basis, according to the Labor uh, Labor Department. We'll get to the seasonally adjusted basis in a second. Um, 
and, and, and the job market recovery continues to slow. Uh, that was a bit lower than uh, the previous week, which was revised high, higher. It always ends up being revised higher. But also, 288, uh, almost 289,000 workers filed for benefits under the uh, PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, uh, which provides aid for workers like the self-employed and contractors, you know, like Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and, and food delivery drivers, etc. Uh, 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 that number was not adjusted for uh, seasonality because it's kind of weird in itself. Um, adding together, that's a million Americans uh, who filed for initial benefit claims on an uh, adjusted, unadjusted basis last week. Wait a minute. No, no, that that can't be right. <laughs> no, it's an adjusted. It's unadjusted for uh, uh, for the for the PUA, but it's adjusted for the. Oh man, we talked about the seasonal adjustment. This is so confusing. Um, uh, briefly, it means that every year certain workers are hired or let go for temporary jobs at certain times of the year, and they account for that difference, and that's the adjusted difference. Okay, there you have it. Uh, the ACLU sued yesterday to find out uh, how and why federal agencies are buying access to bulk databases of Americans' cell phone location information and effectively bypassing the Fourth Amendment's warrant requirement. This is getting stinky. Um, as the uh, complaint details a legal group filing suit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York to force the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and two agencies it oversees, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement and Customs and Border Protection, to release uh, records uh, about their purchases of cell phone location data for immigration enforcement and other purposes. This is scary. This is, this is really scary. You know, this is 1984 scary. Uh, earlier this year, uh, Senators uh, Sherrod Brown, she's uh, o- Ohio, uh, these are all Democrats, uh, Ron Wyden, um, I, I think he's Oregon, uh, Ed Markey, he's, he's Massachusetts, uh, Schatz is Hawaii, I believe, and uh, of course Elizabeth Warren, Massachusetts, uh, they requested uh, an Inspector General investigation into um, CBP's warrantless use of commercial database containing American cell phone location information, and I really want to know about this, uh, including by paying nearly a half a million dollars uh, to the government government contractor Vent- Ventel. Uh, the ACL uh, used uh, initial public re- uh, records request in uh, Department of Homeland Security came in February after the uh, Wall Street Journal reported that according to documents, the newspaper obtained and Uh, unnamed sources, DHS has bought access to commercial databases that maps the movements of millions of cell phones in America and is using it for immigration and border enforcement. That was uh, what the Wall Street... Kudos to Wall Street Journal for that uh, story way back when. Uh, Moving on, Ivanka Trump... I always get uh, uh, confused between the daughter and the mother. I'm sure Donald does too when he climbs into bed. Uh, Ivanka Trump... Uh, the president's daughter and advisor uh, sat for a deposition on Tuesday with investigators from the Washington, D.C. Attorney General's office as part of a lawsuit alleging the misuse of inaugural funds according to the court, a court filing. I see a pardon coming. 
Anyway, in January, the D.C. Uh, Attorney General's office sued the Trump Organization and Presidential Inaugural Committee, alleging they abused more than $1 million raised by the nonprofit by grossly overpaying for use of event space at the Trump Hotel in Washington for the uh, uh, inauguration, you know, after the 2016 election. Uh, Tom Barrick, and uh, it looks like Barack. So you're going to see some uh, uh, news of, uh, about uh, Barack and some corruption, but it's not Barack Obama. It's Tom Barrick. Uh, Tom Barrick, chairman of the inaugural committee, was deposed on November 17th according to uh, a court filing. Anyway, the Attorney General's office has also uh, subpoenaed records uh, from uh, Barrick, Ivanka Trump, uh, uh, Melania Trump, and Rick Gates. Uh, the formal, uh, uh, that's the formal inaugural committee uh, deputy chairman. Uh, in December uh, of 2016, Gates wrote to Ivanka Trump that he was a bit worried about the optics of the uh, presidential uh, inaugural committee, that's the PIC, believe it or not, uh, paying Trump Hotel a high fee and the media making a big story out of it. Uh, anyway, according to the law, uh, it's according to the lawsuit, uh, Gates agreed with the hotel's managing director and Trump family members to pay $175,000 per day for the committee to reserve space for four days. Uh, the committee's own event planner, uh, Stephanie Winston Walkoff. Remember, she's the one with the tell-all book, right? Is that was that is that the one? Yeah. Uh, anyway, she advised against the transaction, telling the committee and the Trump family that the charges were at least twice the market rate. So Trump really made out like a bandit on uh, uh, the money made for the uh, inauguration. Uh, moving on, uh, more than 2,800 and as high as 3,200 COVID deaths were reported yesterday in the United States. Depending on uh, who you get your numbers from, where you get your numbers from, up to 30, over 3,200, I think it was, 3,250-something, I think. Anyway, that's the most ever reported in a single day. Uh, you know, health uh, officials uh, say their staff and facilities are struggling to support uh, uh, growing numbers of patients. Um, the number of COVID-19 patients in U.S. hospitals yesterday, over 100,000. And that's according to the COVID uh, tracking project. Uh, in an emergency order issued last night, Mayor Garcetti, Eric Garcetti, he's a uh, mayor of uh, L.A., Los Angeles City, is reminding city residents to stay home, which is necessary for the, uh, quote, which is necessary for protection of life and property in the city of Los Angeles. In his press briefing uh, yesterday, although he, he, had, he had no mention of the emergency order uh, during his press br uh, 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 briefing, that he, that he was going to release it later. But anyway, during his press briefing, he said, it's time to cancel everything. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host gatherings. Don't go to gatherings. Just stay home. All travel, including travel on foot, bicycle, scooter, whoops, there we go, scooter, motorcycle, automobile, or public transit is prohibited. Anyway, I, I, I snagged the, uh, um, the document, the, the, uh, the uh, PDF with the exemptions, and it's so vast. It's really vast, the exemptions. It's like nothing has really changed. There are allowances for everything as long as you social distance. Uh, I mean, uh, 
I can I can take a walk outside and uh, uh, keep my distances, wear my mask uh, if I'm going to pick up my car at the uh, uh, if I'm going to pick up my dry cleaning or pick up my car at the uh, dealership or whatever. So it's like nothing has happened really. Um, and this wasn't a new order, by the way. This is they're just going along with the county's order from Monday. They're just you know that's all it is. They're just Los Angeles County is separate from Los Angeles City. Um, Pasadena also made a stay-at-home order, which is odd considering the fact that they uh, just opened all their restaurants. Uh, but now restaurants must close by uh, 10 p.m. Moving on, uh, former presidents uh, Barack Obama, George Bush, I don't count him, uh, Bill Clinton are volunteering to get their COVID-19 vaccines on camera to promote public confidence in the uh, you know vaccine safety once the FDA, you know, authorizes it. Uh, They hope an awareness uh, uh, campaign to promote confidence in uh, uh, in its safety and effectiveness would be a powerful message to American public of uh, health officials trying to convince the public to take the vaccine. I'm I'm just going to simply say it. Um, I'm not sure about mRNA. There has never been a vaccine this uh, never, this is the first of its kind vaccine. They've never done vaccines this way with mRNA. So I'm a little concerned about it, but I'm probably going to uh, take it as soon as, as, soon as it's uh, available to me. Um, China landed a robot on the moon to collect samples and has sent back some pictures, kind of interesting pictures. Uh, they, they landed in a real, like, uh, dusty area, I guess. You know, not many rocks around. It's kind of a boring area, I suppose. Uh, the lander has already begun its sampling protocol, protocols by starting to bore into the surface uh, and scoop up bits of, uh, um, uh, of, of, I guess, dirt, if you want to call it. Uh, today, once the uh, samples are safely on board the lander, uh, the Chang-5 will attempt to escape the moon's gravity and rendezvous with an orbiting spacecraft before handing off the materials for transport back to Earth. Uh, helium-3, baby. It's all about helium-3. You know, helium-3 can be used for fusion reactors and is abundant on, on the moon and other uh, uh, space areas, uh, areas in space, other planets. It's, uh, it's supposedly abundant. It's supposed to be able to be used for... Um, I got I to gotta close the door. The, uh, hold on a second. There we go. I left the TV on in the bathroom. Uh, so, uh, helium three, that's what it's about. Um, uh, hopefully I can get through this. When John Mulaney hosted Saturday Night Live, you guys know who John Mulaney is? Do you know him? Uh, comedian, I guess, you know? Uh, I'm doing something and I, and it's going to put me over 20 minutes, but I almost made 20 minutes, almost made 20 minutes. <laughs> anyway, uh, John Mulaney hosted uh, Saturday night live on, in February, uh, on the 29th. He made a leap year joke about Julius Caesar, you know, cause Julius Caesar did the, the calendar and, you know, anyway, he said, uh, uh, Julius Caesar became such a powerful maniac that he was stabbed to death by senators. After which uh, Mulaney uh, told uh, the audience, that would be an interesting thing if we brought that back now. (laughs) Not really a smart thing to say. Uh, Mulaney revealed to uh, Jimmy Kimmel 
that the punchline earned him a rare accomplishment, a Secret Service investigation. You know, he might not have even written the joke, which is really funny. Anyway, he told Kimmel, I, I, I guess they opened a file on me because of the joke. And I have to say, am I stoked there's a file open on me? Absolutely. Did I enjoy it in the moment? Not so much. Uh, thankfully, Maloney, uh, um, uh, Mulaney has since uh, uh, been cleared by the Secret Service, at least according, uh, that's what he was told. Um, and this I understand more than most, as I was visited yesterday by the FBI. Yes, that's right. I was visited again. You know, there's a certain term you should keep out of your Twitter feed. There's a certain term you should keep out of uh, anything that you say. And it's a Jefferson quote about the Tree of Liberty. Look it up. Thomas Jefferson, Tree of Liberty. Look it up. It's a quote that you should keep out of your, uh, uh, out of your uh, social media because it's a red flag. It's a red flag. Uh, uh, and it's about, it, 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 it's about rising up against, uh, a, a, um, an oppressive government. Uh, but, um, look it up. That's the problem. Uh, I now have an FBI file. So, uh, you're listening to a, a guy that the FBI is keeping an eye on. And I welcome my new FBI, uh, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about me. I'd love to have you as listeners. I, 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 I want as many listeners as possible. Uh, anyway, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. This is PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me, Political Views TV Podcast. And if you can, please bring someone along uh, from you. Maybe um, the girl in the FBI office down, down the hall. Bring her along. Say, hey, you know what? Listen to this guy's podcast. Tell me what you think. Uh, uh, anyway, tell your friends to Google me, uh, Google, uh, political views, TV podcast. And remember, remember, and I say this, I can't say this enough. Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. Don't you ever forget it. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>